of the hundreds of murderers who have hanged for their crimes in Pennsylvania, only a handful have been women. Lena Miller, who was one of these women, also holds the distinction of being the first person sentenced to death in Clearfield County. Lena Miller, who went to her death in 1867, was a pioneer. She was the first woman to commit murder in a county, the first person to be tried for murder in a county, the first person to be convicted of murder, and the first person to hang in a county. Lena was described as a large, strong, well-developed woman of about 40 years of age, with dark, deep-set eyes and a sullen, brooding demeanor. One newspaper account of her trial states that Lena was known as a person who used intoxicating liquors to a noticeable degree and consumed considerable amounts of tobacco, while testimony from neighbors describe her as a vulgar and blasphemous woman who was given to bouts of sudden, violent rages. The man she murdered was also sturdy and strong, but, unlike Lena, he was a quiet, soft-spoken sort of fellow. Perhaps it was this stark contrast in personalities which made them fall in love and get married. Xavier Miller, who owned a small farm in Covington Township near Frenchville, was known as a vigorous and active man who had always enjoyed excellent health. For this reason, it seems strange when, on July 10, 1866, he was plagued by a sudden bout of severe nausea and weakness that attracted the attention of the crew of lumbermen he had been cutting timber with that afternoon. Xavier's condition worsened the next day, and a doctor, Dr. Jefferson Litz, was summoned to the Miller farm. The medicine seemed to help initially, but on the following day, July 12th, Xavier passed away in a state of extreme agony. Xavier had been cutting timber in a rugged area known as the Horseshoe when he first fell ill, and it was the lumbermen who suspected foul play and demanded an inquest into their colleague's unexpected death. Finally, on July 23rd, the body of Xavier Miller was exhumed at the order of the county coroner, and a post-mortem examination was conducted by Dr. James P. Birchfield and Dr. John G. Hartswick. The cause of death was easily discernible to the two physicians. Xavier Miller had been poisoned with a large quantity of arsenic. Lena Miller was charged with first-degree murder on the same day, although she was not tried for the crime until January 23, 1867. The reason for the delay was purely political. 1866 was an election year, and a gubernatorial race was shaping up to be critically important and hotly contested. The citizens of Clearfield County were strong supporters of the Republican candidate, General John W. Geary, who was a hero of both the Mexican-American War and the Civil War. The Democrat candidate for governor was Heister Clymer, the racist state senator who was running on a white supremacy platform. Although Clymer narrowly lost the 1866 election, his political career continued for many years. But he is perhaps best remembered for committing suicide in 1884 after losing all his money in bad business deals. With so much on the line, 
Every lawyer and politician in Clearfield County was too busy campaigning for Geary to worry about a murder trial, and so the trial of Lena Miller didn't get underway until Geary had been sworn in as the 16th governor of Pennsylvania. The presiding judge was Samuel Lynn of Belfont. Under state law, a county was required to have a minimum population of 40,000 in order to have its own president judge, and for this reason, Clearfield, Center, and Clinton counties were all lumped into one judicial district. The district attorney representing the Commonwealth was William McCullough, who was assisted by H.B. Swope. Lena Miller was represented by J.B. McAnally, William Wallace, William Bigler, and Thomas J. McCullough. The defense built its case around the Indian turnip theory, which held that Xavier Miller had died as a result of eating the tasty, but deadly, Arisema trifilum plant, which is poisonous if not cooked properly. When the prosecution presented evidence showing that Xavier's death had been caused by arsenic, Lena confessed that she had purchased the poison in order to kill rats, but that she had no idea the substance also had the ability to kill humans. The jury was not fooled, and a guilty verdict was reached in less time than it takes to boil the root of an Indian turnip. After the verdict, Lena's lawyers moved for a new trial, but the state Supreme Court affirmed the lower court's decision. With all other options exhausted, the defense requested a delay in sentencing. This was a shrewd legal maneuver. At the time, the state legislature was debating a bill that would authorize the governor to reduce the penalty from death to life imprisonment. At the time of Lena Miller's trial, a first-degree murder conviction automatically resulted in capital punishment. Miller's attorneys argued that sentencing should be delayed until the proposed bill was voted upon in Harrisburg. In June of 1867, Governor Geary vetoed the bill that would have granted him the authority to reduce the sentence for first-degree murder. According to Governor Geary, a governor would not be able to adequately determine whether or not leniency should be justified. Judge Lynn had no choice but to uphold the law, and November 17, 1867 was set as the execution date. While in jail, awaiting her execution, Lena wrote a long and detailed confession to S.B. Rowe, editor of the Raffman's Journal newspaper. She explained her conduct by detailing her early life as Lena Fadden, an orphan in Germany, where she was mistreated and forced to perform hard labor. At the age of 15, she ran away with a lover and set sail for America arriving in New York and discovering that her lover was an abusive alcoholic. She left him and wandered from place to place until arriving at Belfont, where she met Xavier Miller. They lived together for 15 years, and together they had three children. It was during the summer of 1835 when she first decided to murder her husband because of his brutal treatment. According to Lena, he would frequently knock her to the ground, kick her, and force her to work in the fields. She began to put her plan into action by making Xavier tea from poisonous laurel leaves. When that didn't work, she filed a brass buckle 
and hid the metal filings in his food. And when that didn't do the trick, she broke a thermometer and fed him the mercury. Much to Lena's dismay, it seemed that her husband was indestructible. In the years that followed, she did everything from dosing his food and drink with laudanum to catching a venomous rattlesnake, boiling it, and using the snake boilings for tea. Just when she was about to give up hope, she overheard a conversation in Frenchville about the best way to get rid of rats. When one of the locals mentioned arsenic, she immediately ran to the drugstore and purchased some. Lena stated in her confession that she felt sorry for killing her husband, and her feelings of guilt forced her to skip the funeral and move out of the house shortly after Xavier's death. She believed, however, that these actions were what had aroused suspicion in the first place, and she seemed to suggest that she might have gotten away with the crime if only she hadn't given in to her feelings of guilt. At one o'clock in the afternoon of November 13, 1867, the prisoner was removed from her cell and led to the gallows by Sheriff Jacob A. Faust. Wearing a black dress and smoking a cigarette, she appeared perfectly calm, though her face presented a slight expression of sadness. Lena was seated on a chair on the platform of the scaffold as Reverend J.G. Archer read a prayer and issued a statement on the prisoner's behalf, thanking the sheriff and his wife for their kind treatment during her imprisonment. The reverend concluded by saying, She confesses the great sin for which she suffers, and trusting in the forgiveness of God, she is willing to die. The sheriff, after pinioning Lena's feet, ordered her to stand. He then tied her hands behind her back, adjusted the noose, and drew a black cap over her face. After descending the steps, he tripped the switch, and Lena Miller swung into eternity. It's impossible to say if Xavier and Lena managed to rest in peace, but there's a good chance their spirits never did. After the execution, Lena Miller was laid to rest at St. Severin Cemetery in Cooper Township, right next to the husband she murdered in 1866. If you enjoyed this podcast, look for my latest book, Pennsylvania Oddities, Volume 2, available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Walmart.com or through the Sunbury Press website at www.sunburypressstore.com. The Pennsylvania Oddities podcast is written, produced, and narrated by Marlon Bressy. Theme music composed by Marlon Bressy. Sound effects courtesy of freesound.org. Find the Pennsylvania Oddities podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else you find your favorite programs. New episodes on the 1st and 15th of every month.